This is Addie Salcido from Modern Vintage Radio, and you're listening to Pod Answers, daily answers to your podcasting questions to help you move forward with your show and your audience. Sponsored by the Podcast Planner, the workbook. Today's podcasting question comes from Vince. How do I improve my audio? Here are four simple ways to nail down nice, clean audio. And it all starts with your location. You don't want to record in a room that's empty, has no carpet, has a lot of windows or mirrors. And I think this goes without saying, but I'll say it. Don't record in a room that has a lot going on. You want a quiet room. You want a room with carpet. You want a room that has stuff in it that's helping that sound, what they call deadened. You don't want the sound to vibrate and start giving you feedback or provide you a lot of echoes. Some of the other things can be treated, but whenever you're in an empty room, that just creates a lot of echo. And the same thing for mirrors and windows, that creates a lot of echoes. You could use pillows to help with the sound, and that's like right behind the microphone, wherever that's at. And in addition, you can use sound blankets, sound panels. There's even tutorials out there that shows you how to create sound panels, and I'll be sure to link to that in the episode notes. But you want to use whatever you can to treat the sound. There's also what it's called absorption panels. I believe a pack of five absorption panels cost around $20 to $25 on Amazon. Okay, moving on to number two on how you can improve your audio. And it has to do with where you're putting your microphone. If possible, get the microphone off of your desk where you typically have your hands or you're fidgeting with stuff because all that noise and and movements that you're doing on the desk vibrates into the microphone. And that's why it's pretty common to hear someone typing when they're podcasting or their pencil drops. You want to avoid those noises getting in to the microphone. In addition to that, when you don't have the microphone too close to your mouth, it removes a lot of what is called the proximity effect, that intimate sound that you get and makes it feel like the person's right there talking to you. Instead, it sounds like the person's far. And I'm going to go ahead and and test this out so that you can hear the big difference. So I'm going to move my mouth away from the microphone and start to talk and you can hear the difference of what happens. This is me about more than a fist away from my microphone and I'm sure you can still hear me, but there's a big difference in how you're hearing me out. You probably hear a lot more noise room, echoey, I don't know, not sure how it's gonna come through, but this is what the difference is. My advice here for mic placement is that you get it off the desk And you can do that two ways. I recommend getting what is called a boom arm. This actually attaches to your desk. But if you get a good boom arm, it comes with a shock mount. So that anytime you are typing on your desk or you're writing something, the vibrations coming from that activity is not going into the microphone. So think of a boom arm. The second way of getting the microphone off your desk is to get a typical mic stand that goes over your desk and is comfortable for you to podcast with the microphone in place, maybe like a fist away from your mouth, and you're able to podcast that way. It's just not on the actual table anymore. And the last thing when it comes to this mic placement thing, most microphones are compatible with what is called a shock mount. Just type in the name of your microphone and then comma shock mount into Google and see what comes up. Most of the time you'll be able to find one 
And this absorbs those vibrations or any movements that are happening around the microphone and doesn't affect the recording. So just a couple things to consider. Let's move on to number three because we're kind of talking about it already. And it has to do with microphone techniques. And, you know, I just talked about proximity effect. I am about three fingers away from the microphone and that reduces a lot of the echo that could happen and go into this recording. But because I'm recording this close, the microphone is responding a little better. If your microphone tends to pick up a lot of the air that comes out of your mouth when you pronounce P's and B's, just like me, then you'd want to tilt your microphone a little bit away from your mouth. And instead of talking into the microphone, you're talking past the microphone. I'll include some videos in the episode notes for a better demonstration because you can't see me right now. I've got two more things to say about mic technique before we can move on to the last way to improve your audio. And that is wherever your mouth goes, your microphone should be there. Be consistent in how you're talking into the microphone and where you're talking into the microphone. If you start moving your mouth away from the microphone because, I don't know, maybe you're looking at something or you have a guest in the studio with you and you're looking at them and it's tilting your head away and you kind of swing your head back and forth every now and then, that's going to create an inconsistent sound in the recording. So again, wherever your mouth goes, that's where your microphone should go as well. But try not to move too much because that also creates a bad audio experience. And last point for mic techniques, if you laugh or you really need to sneeze, pull away from the microphone. Which brings me to the fourth way that you can improve your audio, and that is to be aware of your levels. You have two indicators when you're recording audio to help you monitor your levels. And that is number one, your ears. Your ears can tell you when something sounds really distorted, too loud, or it's just, it's not sounding right. Maybe the audio levels are too low, both for you or your guest. So you want to make sure that every element of audio that's being recorded is leveled out. So in addition to your ears, the other way that you're monitoring your sound is your digital recorder, and that's either your computer or your actual digital recorder. You always want to make sure that your recordings are in a healthy green. They're never just barely in the green zone, and you want to make sure that they're not going way into the red at all because then that starts to distort. And again, you can hear the distortion come through. And this is why, going back to a previous episode, it's important to wear headphones so that you're monitoring your sound that's going in and not just yours. If you have guests or other audio elements, you're able to monitor that sound and make sure that the levels are all good to go. And I'm going to dive a little deeper about podcast guests. I hear from many podcasters that they're probably a little too shy to ask their guests to test out their audio levels, say a couple words because they feel like they should be prepared and ready to go. Well, that's part of the process of having a guest on your show is to ensure that they sound just as good as you. And part of that is that the audio levels that you're hearing from them sound just as equal to you so that when you do process your audio and you edit, everything sounds good and normal and ready to go. One last element here when it comes to audio levels is your music. Your music is supposed to complement your voice and your stories and your conversation. They're not there to overpower these elements of your audio. So even in the theme song or the outro music, you never want your music to overpower 
what you are saying. It's considered what is called a bed music. It's just sitting right under your voice and your audience is still able to hear you, what you have to say, your calls to actions, your intros. Don't bury your voice in the music just because it sounds cool. Now, I know I mentioned a couple of things in today's episode, so be sure to check out the episode notes. Next up for pod answers is, do I need a website for my podcast? Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on that episode. The website for this podcast is podanswers.com. That's P-O-D-A-N-S-W-E-R-S.com. Until next time, plan, create, and share that podcast of yours. This is Addie, signing off.